And so here God is saying, okay, you're saved by the blood, but he says, now I want you to sanctify yourselves. Let me just stop and say something about that. I have heard many people say, and use this as an excuse, well, I'm still hooked on drugs because God hasn't taken it from me yet. I'm still hooked on tobacco. I'm still hooked on my cursing or what. I had a lady tell me one time, well, God hasn't taken my filthy potty mouth from me yet. Well, in, is regarding sanctification, God is saying, I want you to sanctify yourself for me. There are some things that I want you to lay down. I want you to lay your life a living sacrifice. And I'm not going to take from you what I want you to give to me willingly. Okay, and so again, sanctify yourselves, therefore, unto God and uh, set yourself apart to God. Don't blame God, the woman that thou gavest to be with me. God, it's all your fault. You did not take it from me. You did not equip me. You did not give me the wisdom. You did not give me the strength. You did not give me what I needed to overcome. God says, no, you have everything you need and more. We have the word of God. We have prayer. Amen. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God to give us to all men liberally. Problem is, we want, to, we want to ignore that verse right there. We want to ignore Proverbs and just take it all to God in prayer. Now, friend, I get that, and that sounds good, but God says, God says that, that there are some things that he wants us to be wise about. So we should pray for wisdom. And uh, wisdom is, of course, in the book of Proverbs. Now, one of the things about wisdom is you're not going to be wise unless you fear God. So there's a few things that you need, I need, if we're going to make wise decisions in life. Because that's what wisdom is. The ability to make wise decisions. And you don't make a decision in the crisis of the moment. You make the decisions by principle before you get to the intersection. Okay? You got to know which way you're going to turn before you get to the intersection. And so that's what wisdom is all about. It's, it's meditating. It's, it's meditating on God's word and thinking about how the Bible applies to you in different situations. And so I believe that our meditation ought to be application uh, slanted toward that direction. In other words, it's not just a book to, to learn. It's a book to live. This book of the law shall not depart out of, thy, out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And uh, so we're going to need wisdom to be able to apply the Bible um, in, in the way that God would be pleased with. Be very, very careful about unwise and foolish people who say it's not in the Bible. But the principle is in the Bible. The problem is we're not walking with God. We're not praying for wisdom. Therefore, we live like the devil, excusing it as, well, it does book, chapter, and verse. Well, you can get away with a lot of stuff and twist the Bible to make it say whatever you want it to say if that's your slant and that's your bent. But the Bible says if you want to be wise, you're going to have to be wise for yourself. You're going to have to seek after wisdom. The Bible says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. And how do we get wise? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You've got to fear God. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. The scriptures say that if we will, um, in fact, let me just go ahead. I want you to turn there and look at Proverbs chapter number Proverbs chapter number one, please turn over there, if you will. Proverbs chapter number one. And I know I've looked at this verse before, 
but it's been a while, and we have memorized these verses before. But in Proverbs chapter number 1, I want you to see something here. Proverbs chapter number 1, God says, and again, I've said this many times, you have got to take God seriously. You cannot just ignore God. The scriptures say, he that hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Okay, and the scriptures also teach us that sometimes we can grieve away the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when you come to church or you hear the preaching of the word of God, according to James, you need to respond when you hear it and when the spirit is speaking. Because if you don't, you'll walk out the door and be a forgetful hearer. You may remember the sermon, but you'll forget the conviction. The, convi the, 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 the guilt or the pain of the conviction will go away just like you would numb a tooth. And uh, I want you to notice what it says right here. Yeah, oh, let's just go ahead and, and look at verse number 25. It says, but ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. So this is God speaking to the foolish man. And God is personified as wisdom. And it says, I want to give you wisdom. I want to, I want to show you how to live and get through this life and be blessed. But a lot of it is going to be based upon you and your ability to apply truth to life. I pray for wisdom more than I pray for anything else. For myself, um, and that, about, that's about all. <laughs> I ask God to help me to be a wise father and a wise husband, you know, and a wise pastor. We need to, like Solomon, pray for wisdom and understanding. Anyway, so he says, man, here's the problem. I called unto you and you wouldn't answer. Man, I reached out to you and you didn't reach back. You would none of my repute proof. Notice what it says. He says in verse number 26, people don't like this, but I will also laugh at your calamity and I will mock when your fear cometh. God is saying, if you don't build your house like a wise man on the rock, that house is coming down. And God says right here, I'm going to laugh when it happens. Notice what it says. You say, is that the kind of... But see, God is so loving, we don't even understand that. Sometimes we need God to mock at our foolish and feeble worldly reasons or excuses to disobey him. So anyway, it goes on and says this. When your fear cometh, verse number 27, look at it. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, that's going to happen. If you turn away from wisdom, that's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. And young people, I know they're not here now, but remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. I cannot tell you how many sermons in chapel, and I poured out my heart over the school over years telling young people just what Jonathan said, I believe it was in chapel today. Young people, you have got to decide today how you're going to live because you are, you are charting your course for 15 years down the road. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Notice what it says right here. He goes on to say, when, not if, but fear is going to come. See, isn't that what it says? And it says, as desolation and destruction is going to come. The house of cards is going to come down. That's what it says. And then it goes on and says, then you're going to call upon me. The man that would not listen to wisdom when wisdom was reaching out and that man wouldn't reach back and now he's 45 or 50 years old. Now he wants to make things right. But God is saying, 
There's consequences to not listening to me when you had the opportunity. Now you have dug yourself into a hole you can't get out of. That's what, he, that's what it's saying right here. And I know that the average, the average Christian says, I'll just pray my way out. No, you won't. No, you won't. God, is, God does not teach that. And if we would reach all the time, here's what we, and I know that I've heard, I've heard people say this time and time again. Well, I'm going to, I believe in prayer. Well, they don't believe the Bible because this is what they'll say. I believe that God is going to answer my prayer and save my brother, save my sister, my mother, or my father before they die. I, I mean, how, how, don't you, are you telling me that God, God is going to answer your prayer and make that person get saved against their will? Is that, is, that what, is that where we're going with this thing? All because prayer has become such a lopsided understanding against wisdom when we balance it with wisdom and the other word of God. For example, you, you cannot ignore the Bible principles of money. Now, I will tell you this. There are some people that you, we think that they're wise because, because they have been misers. And they've worked a second job and a third job. And they say, oh, man, there's a man that works real hard. Let's give him a hand. Yeah, maybe he's working real hard because he has very little faith. Uh-huh. And so what he has done, here it is. I mean, all of his life, he's worked that second job, and he was never home with his kids. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so we had, and, and then all to supply or provide a house with a pool in the back that that kid is not going to appreciate in the end. I'm telling you, everything wears out. And if you're just going to feed him carnality, he's just going to want bigger carnal things. I remember my mother told me she's finally got divorced. But she told me the happiest days were when we first got married. She said we didn't have anything, but we had one another. And she said, man, we had a strong marriage, but then we started getting things and accumulated things. He went one way, I went another. He was working real hard, provided everything for my mother. She wanted a big house. Four bedroom, three, two and a half baths, on a half acre lot in a nice town, nice built-in swimming pool in the back, two car garage, the whole nine yards, and none of us was happy. Because you, that is, God teaches us that. You start, you start going after money, you're going to lose everything that makes a difference. All we need to do is live within the will of God. Seek the kingdom of God first, pray for wisdom, and fear God. Keep his commandments, and he's going to bless you. Now, I, on the other hand, we got a lot of people that are just lazy, lazy, lazy. You know, um, now let's go ahead and read something else here. The Lord just led me this direction, so it, it is what it is. Notice what it says in verse number 28. Then they're going to call. You, I, very, I, I'm the only one. Me and John Rice, as far as I know, the only two people that preach a sermon on God does not answer your prayer request if they're not biblical. Here, here's a prayer promise right here. Here is a, God is saying right here, he says, I am not going to answer your prayer. Because 15 years ago, you acted the fool, and I told you this was going to happen. What do you want me to do? Lie? You want me to violate my own word because you violate my word? God is saying, I'm telling you, the laws of nature, nature's God. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. And I'm not going to make it happen. It's just the way it is. You're going to reap what you sow. That's what it says. And that, that, is, that is what God said. Okay? Notice what it says. 
Then they shall call upon me. I ain't going to answer. That's what it says. Now I'm telling you something. Now a person, when he gets saved, it's because he feared God. He gets saved because he was wise. He gets saved because he calls upon God. This applies to salvation as well. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that, that want to claim that. And just like in the book of Luke, what is it, 14 or 12? He said there was a rich man that says, oh, man, I got many goods stored up for many years. I'm just going to just say to my soul, take thine ease. I'll get saved later in life, but I'm going to have fun now. God said, you're an idiot, man. You're a fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. You mock at my son's death. You're going to pay the consequence. That's what God has said. Look, look what it says. Then they shall call upon me. I'm not I, God's wisdom personified in the person of God. Notice what it says. I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. Early means when you see the consequences of your decisions, and then all of a sudden the, the, the foundation begins to crack and everything. Okay? What God is saying, okay, then, then you're going to see finally... Your, your house starts leaning like the leaning tower of Pisa. Your marriage, you, you begin to sense that your marriage is on the rocks. Okay? And all that kind of stuff. And you're just, you're super gluing the whole thing together. And this, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just telling you that God is saying, uh, he said, I ain't going to answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. That's what it says. So, you see, there was a day when people feared God. Now there ain't no fear of God. There's no reverence for God. And you can see it's just the way that we, we, we act in the presence of God. In the house of God. And I believe in having a good time. Don't misunderstand me. And I'm not saying, you know, we shouldn't cut up in the house of God or anything. But when I was a kid, it wasn't an auditorium. It was a sanctuary. And the altar wasn't a place to come and just flop yourself down like some kids do. It was a place to come and die. Amen. But anyway, so that's what we're, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, God is, that's, that's, there's a prayer promise right there. I will not answer. You mocked me, you mocked wisdom, you mocked my son, you left everything, and now, and then, then here's what we do. We get this mason, he's been a mason all of his life and whatnot, living like the devil all of his life, and so he prays the prayer in the last days of his life. We say, praise the Lord, he got saved, he's on his way to heaven. I'm not going to judge who said, I'm not judging anything, I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, the older, the longer you wait, the harder it is. And you think it was hard when they were 40? It's 10,000 times harder when they're 80. And you say, well, they fear God. Well, they, 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 they're, they're seeking repentance. Yeah, I know. Like Esau sought repentance. Yeah. Like Judas sought repentance. Right? But he couldn't find it. What I'm, tell, what I'm trying to say is we need to fear God. That's what I'm trying to say. You know? Anyway, notice what it goes on. And he says, for they that hated knowledge. You just... The, the root problem is you hated knowledge. That's what it says. Notice what it says. They hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Again, you know, they didn't choose the fear of the Lord when they were 20. Now, their, their life has fallen apart. Now they're 40. And it says, God said, I'm telling you, I'm not going to answer. It's the same thing with Esau. So Esau, he just kind of went his own way. Not Esau. Saul. In the Old Testament, he just kind of went his own way. And then he started to pray. And God said, I'm not, I'm not answering you. And so finally, he goes to the witch of Endor to conjure up Samuel. And Saul says to Samuel, I, um, 
Well, Samuel's upset. Why'd you rouse me, you know? And Saul says, because the Philistines be against me, and I don't know what to do, and God's not answering my prayers. He's not speaking to me through Urim or um, Thermum, you know, that's just the way that God spoke in those days, neither by visions, by prophets, by dreams. And this is what Samuel said. If God can't, if God's not going to help you, then neither can I. Amen? And that's a slap in the face of all this counseling business. You know, if you're not going to just do what this set book says right here, ain't nothing I can do to help you. Or anybody else can do. You know, we, we, we've got to fear. But on the other hand, there's blessings. We just trust God. There's, there's blessings involved. But um, we, have, we, have, we have butchered the doctrine of prayer. Because... I, you know, I, I guess we just, we're just optimistic. And that's, I believe in being optimistic, but not optimistic to the point where we go against the scriptures. Notice what it says. They would none, verse number 30, they would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. So it's not just a little bit, it's either all or nothing. That's what the Bible teaches. You're either in or out, on or off, hot or cold. That's what it says. You either love me or you love the things of the world. That's what he says. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's that, it's that simple. Um, you can't have your cake and eat it too. This whole lukewarm thing, a Christian cannot be lukewarm. Churches can be lukewarm, a Christian cannot be lukewarm. Okay, um, but anyway, um, they hated knowledge. Verse number 29, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my reproach. Therefore, they shall, they shall eat of the fruit of their own way. That's what God says. The only way, God, this is what God is saying, the only way to help them now is for them to get a taste of their own medicine. That's what he's saying right there. Now, we as parents have got to teach our kids to fear God. And I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. We don't teach those kids to fear God. He's just big daddy in the sky. He's just kind of, kind of, he just understands. That's not what the Bible says. God says, yeah, I do understand that you're living in open defiance and rebellion. And as I've said in the book of Hebrews, God said, there ain't no mercy. And that's a reference to Leviticus. Ain't no mercy. There's a fearful looking unto judgment. That's what it is. God said, I'm going to deal with you as a rebel. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, look what it says in chapter, Proverbs chapter 2 and verse number 1. So in Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 1, regarding wisdom, he says, My son, if thou wilt receive my words. I want you to underline the word if, one of the biggest words in the Bible. It's conditional, if. So it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to do something. Okay? Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now. I, I know people don't want to hear this, and they'd rather just leave this church and go somewhere where, the, where they're going to hear what the preacher, what, you, know, you know, they're just going to hear what, you know, what they want to hear, and they're going to continue to look for a church. Where, it's like going to a doctor, you know. I'm saying you may get a second opinion, but it, it, it's a condition of the heart. I don't like the truth, therefore I'm going to go to somebody who's going to tell me a lie. What's the Bible said? What's Isaiah? They have healed the, the, the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly. Just put a Band-Aid on the womb. Just give it a little Novocaine. Just give it a little morphine just to make the symptom, the pain go away. And never deal with the heart of the matter. 
So God says, I'm telling you something. If, if you're going to live a sanctified life, there are some things that you have got to do. And number one is, and I'm telling you something. I'm telling you something else. Here's the problem. Men don't fear God when it comes to raising their kids. I'm telling you, they provoke that boy to wrath. Children, provoke not your children to wrath. Because what's going to happen is when they turn 15 or 16, they're going to turn that wrath right back against you. I'm just telling you. And I've seen too many casualties. Are you hearing me? I mean, man, man, you got to you got to have compassion and love. And the best gift that you can give that kid is to love that child's mother unconditionally. Amen. That's what that kid needs. The stability of the home is built upon not how much you make, but on the strength of the relationship between mom and dad. Devastating when a child has to hear mommy and daddy are bright. We, we love you, we just don't love each other anymore. If you believe that psychological mumbo jumbo, you're insane. Because love, love, dear friends, is uh, Bible love anyway, is where you take the, you take the, you take the nails. Amen. But anyway, so he says, if thou, if thou wilt receive my words. I'm telling you, people just don't. They don't receive the words anymore. And then we gotta, we got to manipulate the whole Bible to make it fit our stinking lifestyle. Because we've turned, I've heard people say this before. They say, I, I mean, you, you can look at them. And their life is an absolute disaster. Their kids are on their way to hell at breakneck speed. And they're praising how good God is to them. Are you kidding me? It's, it's pro Does your Bible have Proverbs chapter 1 in it? You, you see what I'm saying? And he said, well, I'm going to sow my wild oats while I'm a teenager. I'm going to live like the devil, and then I'm going to just eat, drink, and be merry. And then one day when I get older, I'll deal with this spiritual issue. God said, you're a fool. You're a fool. Anyway, notice what it says. My son, if. So it's all conditioned. God is saying, what I do to you depends on how you obey me. And what we do with God's word determines what God does with us. Sick of charismatics. Sick of them. Where prayer and feeling outranks the word of God. Tired of it. Tired, absolutely tired. And there's a lot of Baptists that are charismatic. You are. You are. I mean, I, you know what I'm talking about. If, if you're on the same page with me, you know what I'm talking about. So here you got some Joe Blow. I mean, he's giving his testimony, and it's all the while. So, man, I can't hardly stomach to hear what you're saying because everything that you're saying is in contradiction to the word of God. You're praising God because your kids are going to hell. And you think because they prayed some prayer when they were eight, you think they're going to heaven. But I'm telling you what God says. God says, I'm telling you, but such were some of you. And the very fact that you're not convicted about the lifestyle that you're living in is a revelation that that man, that boy, that girl, ain't saved. They're, they're, I'm telling you, they're not saved. That's what it says. Turn, if you will, over to Galatians. Oh, well, remind me to go to Galatians in a few minutes. Notice what it says right here. If thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear into wisdom, and apply thine heart to understanding. 
if thou criest after knowledge and lifteth up thy voice for understanding. You've got to seek her as silver and search for her as you would for hid treasures. All of that before you can, look at this. Then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it doesn't say if the preacher draws out the water from the well and hands it to you, said, no, you dig for it. You pray for wisdom. Are you hearing me? Now I want to say something else. I want to say something else. And you've got to understand this. It's not easy, especially in a smaller church, to preach something like this. These ain't in my notes. This is the Lord's taking this situation. Okay? Now, I, I get it. I get it. it. It can be tough to handle. But I just want to tell you, I'm on your side. You say, is there any hope at all? Okay, so here's the way it is. This is the way it is. Okay? Okay, so let's just say that, okay, let me give you an example. So here's a, here's a girl or a guy. She's 13. So she starts going with the wrong crowd. And mom and dad were just too foolish to even to, to, to be sensitive to that. I, listen, I'm telling you. Jesus said you're either for me or against me. I'm, I'm telling you, that kid that's got friends that, that, do, that, that doesn't go to a church like this, I'm telling you, you better be very, very careful about that. I'm telling you, Jesus said you're for me or against me. There ain't no middle ground. And, I, and then you believe that stupid, you believe that kid. When that kid says, well, you know, I'm hanging around with so-and-so, and, -so, and uh, sorry, Dad, that we got home late. But you know the one that's on the honor roll I told you about? The honor roll is probably he got out on good behavior. Brother, I, I'm just telling you, I, you cannot be too careful when your kids are at stake. You know? And your own life is at stake. I, I, let me just say this, and I, I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm just well, you, well, you guys probably do. But I'm telling you something: if you don't show up Sunday school, it's because why? 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 You don't fear God? Is that what it is? I'm just telling you what the Bible said: you're a fool. You're a fool, and you cannot, you cannot chart your own course. It's like a six-year-old kid, put it, you put him behind the wheel of a car. He, he, man, he's not going to stop when he's supposed to stop. He's not going to drive defensively. You know, when your kids, they start driving, boy, I mean, you just, you just pray that they can get through that first, you know, the first part of it. You know, I'm talking about the first year or so. You just pray because you know they're inexperienced. And you just say, I don't know, I told all my kids this, I'm saying, now listen, you need to fear because this is a big machine here. This thing is tons. And if it runs into a tree, you're going to die. I mean, I mean, you're going to die. Think about it. Life over. No kids, no grandkids, no wife, no enjoyment. Your life is cut short. And God says, why shouldest thou die before thy time? Man, uh, you say, well, I, I like the Bible. The Bible says, you know, uh, here it is. Um, you know, a bunch of Calvinist Baptists is what it is. You know, when your number's up, your number's up. Now, where, would somebody show me that in the Bible? Number's up, number's up. That's insane. A child, the Bible says, he can extend his life and the life of the nation if the kids will honor thy father and thy mother. It begins right there. Yeah. And then just not there. It's not just kids either. It's all of us. 
You want to extend your life? God says there's some things that you can do. Honor your mother and your father. Call them when it's Christmas time, on their birthdays and things like that. But anyway, so that's what it says right there. Then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's what it says. You say, well, preacher, what, what about, I, I mean, I got to work. I, I get that. We're commanded to work and work hard. I work hard. And I believe that the majority of us do. And I'll tell you something else. It's the people that brag about working hard. Normally, they're the ones that ain't working hard because their life is not backing up their testimony. But I'll tell you this, I, I, I'm just telling you, if you will live within your means, obey the word of God, God is going to bless you. The problem is what we've done, we've got a bunch of socialistic, communistic Baptists that say, well, the government's going to take, take care of me. That's because in your way of thinking, the government is your God. Let God take care of you, right? All right. Now, I was going to have you turn somewhere. I don't forgot where it was. Galatians chapter number five. Turn over there. I reference this all the time, but I want you to see this. Galatians chapter number 5. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Verse number 19. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, and, I, and, and you'll see a lot of these are in the plural. In other words, it's not that you, you know, we all fall, okay? Notice it says um, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Now notice these words right here. He says, and let me just paraphrase it, but you go ahead and look at it. I told you before, and I'm telling you again, that they would do such things, they are not going to heaven. That's what it says. I don't care if it's your kid. I don't care if it's your grandkid. I'm telling you, they ain't saved. And I believe that we just need to grab the keys to the kingdom and just say, look, that's what the Bible says. Now, you're, you prayed the prayer, which is not, not even in the Bible. You hear what I'm saying? You might get saved while you pray, but you're not going to get saved because you prayed or somebody led you in a prayer. No, you're not. That's heresy. That's heresy. It says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what it says. The bottom line is they don't believe this right here. To them, Christianity is just the tail wagging the dog. That's what it is. It's not a way of life. I'm telling you. I'm just, I'm just telling you that that, um, that kid ain't saved. That mother ain't saved. That father ain't saved. They're excuse makers. That's all that it is. They don't fear God. And they really don't even care. They, they make, everybody's got to work at something. You know, you got to even work at being lazy. Why not put the effort and the energy that God has gave, given us, why not use it to seek after God? Mm -hmm. And this is what the scriptures say. You're going to have to lay your life down as a living sacrifice. And you can't be Hot one day and cold the next day. Man, you say, and, and people say this, well, I'm just moody. No, no, you're carnal. You're carnal. 
If, if your husband or your wife, you one day you come in and you're barking at everything, and you bark at her, you kick the dog, you pick up the cat and throw it outside, and, and then mom says to the kid, stay away from him, he's spitting nails today. It's better to just spit nails every day rather than spit nails one day and then, and then quote poetry the next day. God says, I wish you were hot or cold, but man, from day to day, nobody really knows how to handle you because you are moody. And that, that's, that's, that's another reason why this whole, you know, I've had to deal with the praise thing. You know, aren't you tired of people praising? It's just like this. Um, and they say, and, and first of all, they, they talk soft. And then they bow their head like this. As if they got to apologize for living. I, you know, and, and, you know, and so they paint this terrible situation and they just want to thank God. I don't know. They didn't die in the accident or something like that. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says that we are to enter through those gates, those doors right there, and into his course with praise. Amen. And with singing. Amen. And if you've got a sad song or something like that, there's times for that. I get that. But most people, most of the time, it's the people that they're narcissists is what they are, and they're just looking for sympathy. They're the ones that shouldn't get it. You hear me? Because the ones that... that all right, all right, then at least say this. Well, his grace is not sufficient. You're, you're telling me? You, you, okay, so what about all those people that are what we call shut-ins? Okay, they can't come to church. I don't mean they won't, they can't. Okay, you're telling me because they cannot bellyache to a church? You know, you, 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 you're telling me that somehow they're, I don't know, they're just... They have to go without. If I read anything in the Bible, it says God's grace is sufficient. Right? God's grace is sufficient. Let me just say this one other thing, and I'm going to be done. A couple of things, maybe. Well, whenever the kids come on up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's 730. But I'm going to tell you something. We are sending our kids to hell. I'm telling you. Or if they are truly are saved, we are making life a literal hell for them. And judgment is going to be terrible for them because we are encouraging them in their sinful ways. Brother Bob, I know this is, an, I, you know, I say it to you because I believe we're on the same page. But I'll tell you something. I am not going to feed my kid that's going to use his mouth to blaspheme God. It ain't going to happen. It is not going to happen. And neither is my kid going to live in my house if he's going to live like the devil in my house. Are you hearing me? You say, well, i got to help my kids. If your kids won't find themselves in church this Sunday, if they're not going to use God's help, they, you cannot help them. Amen. Because all that you can offer is God. I did you ain't going to go to the world. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Mothers love fathers. I'm just saying. You know, what that kid needs is God. And it, and it doesn't take 10 years of counseling. It takes one listening to the Holy Spirit convicting that kid. I don't care if he's 15 or 50 years of age. You need to repent. Well, you know, and then he starts telling you how he can have his cake and eat it too. That's a bunch of baloney. That's a bunch of baloney. I told all my kids, I said, now this is the way it's going to be. And you can ask any one of them. Karen, she's, no, she doesn't. You can ask any one of them. 
I'm not, I'm not going to fund your sinful lifestyle. Now, here's the deal. You ever want to chime me or anything? I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. We, when push comes to sub, you're out. 16, 17, you're out. You're out. I'm not going to answer to God for, 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 for um, putting gas in your car that's gonna, that you're going to use that gas to get in a highway and then going to speed down to hell. No way. It's just like this transgender business nowadays. You know, I was telling you about that one family that, um, that the, the, the Indiana Supreme Court ruled and the Department of Child Services took, what was the name, Jeremy and something, Michelle Cox, um, took that boy, that transgender boy, out of the house because of child abuse because he wanted to be called a girl. Remember that I talked to you about that Wednesday night, Sunday night? Okay, so this is what they said. They were Catholics and they called themselves Christians. No, they ain't Christians. You can't be a Catholic and a Christian. You cannot be a Catholic and a Christian. Th thank you, Donovan. Thank you. Now, somebody may be attending, may, they may be at a Catholic church tonight, but that doesn't mean they're Catholic. But you, you, you're either saved by grace or you're saved by works. You're not both. Either, either man can forgive or man cannot forgive another man's sins. Now you say, oh, that's terrible. I know. Yeah, yeah. Some, they're, 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 there's actually people that think they're right with God. That all they're doing is their kid is living like the devil. Are, are you hearing me? Are you hearing? They're living like that devil and just giving them money. Just giving them money, giving them a credit card, giving them a place to live, food to eat, to live like the devil. Live like the devil. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says this. This is what it says. Okay, so you've got yourself a stubborn and rebellious son. You know what it says? And he won't listen to you. He said, you're supposed to take that guy, take that old boy. You're supposed to take him outside and set him down before the elders of the church, the elders of the, the congregation that sat at the gate and said, this right here is our son. Now, we love our son, but we love God. All right? And this is our son right here. He will not listen to us. He's stubborn and rebellious. He's lazy. Uh-huh. He drinks alcohol. You know what God says? You know what God says? Then you are supposed to take him outside the gate and stone him with stones till he die. And now you got guys, now you got guys that'll bond their kid out when the kid ends up in jail. And I mean kid when they're 30 years of age, 50 years of age, they're kids that have never grown up. They're adults in a kid's body. Uh, uh, they're, they're kids in an adult body. That's what they are. All we're doing is teaching them that they don't need to go to God. All they need to go is to mom or dad or go to brother or sister. Somebody's got the money. God have mercy on us. God have mercy on us. Now, I'm not saying that. Look, because everybody wears their feelings on their shoulders, let me go ahead and give you the out. I'm not saying if your kid, you know, he forgets to show up for court because... He was stopped and he didn't have insurance and then he got a warrant for his arrest and then they take him in and he don't have $75 and it's a Friday night. I'm not saying make that kid sit there until Monday. I'm talking about, I'm talking about when that kid is, is you've you'll, you'll know if you can help that child or not. When, that, when you say, you're coming Sunday. We say this all the time. So people call here all the time and normally every once in a while I'll, I'll help somebody. I'm pretty wise to it. 
And every once in a while, so somebody will they'll call me up and they'll say, you know, can you help me? I mean, it's crazy. So me and Brother Lancey were together. So some guy said, well, I'm going from Owensville all the way into a uh, hospital and I don't know, St. Louis or someplace like that. And he says, I ran out of gas halfway here uh, in Union. And, uh, but, you know, so you start questioning, well, why'd you start the journey? <laughs> you know, there's an art to the start, you know. <laughs> you need to be able to count the cost and make sure you got enough gas in the tank. You know, you're dumb. You're dumb, you know. Why wait till you get here before you call somebody? Why do you call somebody there? You, you see what I'm saying? You follow what I'm saying? Well, I'm not going to help you down the road. You know, you're, you're crazy, you know. Um, but anyway, so that's what we do. We do it all the time. I'm going to stop right there because of time. And uh, again, thanks for coming tonight. Now, did we get into Leviticus?